The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Unity in World Religions is a book by longtime Unity minister Paul John Roach that connects the dots between Unity teachings and the tenets of the world's religions. Get your copy today at unity.org slash worldreligions. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to the Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in. It's always a pleasure to be with you wherever you are listening to us all over the world in whatever time. It's always wonderful, and I love, you know, doing this show every week. I love to check into that consciousness of what it means to be intentional and, you know, being a a minister now soon, 30 years, and life coaching or whatever it is about humanity with myself and others. What I know to be sure is that intentional people are not really based upon what's going on externally because things are always different and we have absolutely no control over it. Intentional people continue to move forward with their projects, with their connection to spirit, with God, with the revelations in their world and that ongoing um, evolution of who we are in our humanity. We have a great guest with us today, Michael McAdams. He is, his website is um, spiritspeaks.com. How powerful is that? As powerful as he is. Michael, welcome to our show today. I'm so glad you're here. Well, thank you, Temple. I appreciate you having me on your show. Oh, it's really a pleasure. And I love, you have the radio voice too, just so you know. I'm sure you've been told that, but you have the radio voice. (laughs) That's a compliment. So thank um, you. Anyway, you have been on this spiritual journey um, all your life and quest and with all the strong influence of of your mom, Wilma Jean, and just take us in any direction you want to want to go. We want to hear all about your story and um, how did all of this on your path come about? Well, I I was uh, brought up in a Christian family, Pentecostal. My uh, uncle was a fiery Pentecostal preacher named John W. Sullivan. He founded churches in Florida, Kentucky, and Middletown, Ohio. My grandmother was called to the ministry when she was 30 years old, and I remember she would say that she received dictated to her mind sermons that she would preach in church, and she would also receive verses to songs that she would put to music and sing in church. And she would say that God had spoken to her heart and given her this information. And that's the perspective that people that have a church-based, Bible-based background, if they receive information, if they're spoken to, that is the perspective that they will have. People who are more spiritual in nature, they realize that we do have spirit guides, spirit teachers who work with us, advise us, direct us, and that that information can be shared and received. Now, I had had gotten involved in spiritual and even psychic uh, endeavors for uh, quite a while, 
I used to do psychic readings at a group called Psychic World in Cincinnati. I was able to do psychometry, hold rings, watches, keys, that sort of thing, and would get messages for people. And it's something that anybody can do. It's just a matter of tuning in, relaxing your mind, and receiving what's given. And I had... had told my mom, who was a little hesitant about all of this, uh, she was, was more religious than I was, and I asked her one day if she could have an open mind, and she said, yeah, I can have an open mind. That's and, powerful by itself, isn't it, Michael? Do you think that was just that your mom was uh, ready for a, a new direction, or just that she had such a trust with you? Because you don't hear that often, you know, um, I, too, come from a history of religiosity more flavored and, you know, Baptist. Um, and that being said, they don't really take lightly to people talking about psychics and, you know, the tarot cards and those kind of things. That's great. Good for your mom, you know. Yeah, I think it was a, a combination of both, confidence in mm -hmm. me and my judgment, uh, listening to the way I spoke about all of that, and her willingness to investigate something new and so what did it spark something within her or did she decide to join you on the path or it did actually she had met the people with the group and she became involved she started doing some readings on her own still daily reader of her bible but she had been spoken to in thought all of her life, even when she was young, and, and I, was, I was really young, you know, we're talking seven, eight years old. She said that she would receive messages in her mind just doing dishes in the kitchen when she wasn't really thinking about anything. And it wasn't until later, um, after we had gotten involved with, with a, a group and she saw what, what her potential was, that she was led to sit down in dedicated sessions, and she had an electric typewriter set up in her kitchen. And she would sit down, light a prayer, light a candle, say a prayer, ask for protection. And she would receive words three, four, five at a time would just flow in in thought, and she would see them in her mind. And they would not go away until she typed them. Once she typed those three or four words, they would just fade away, and three or four more would show up. And that's how these messages and teachings were given. Well, that's so powerful. It's almost likened to the writings of A Course in Miracles. So there was a there was a level of, of channeling or whatever we want to identify with that. I mean, on one level, we're all channeling, aren't we? The information's coming through us. But, you know, good for her that she that she really listened. Um, was it like right away that that she realized that she was onto something or did she share some of the messages that she was getting initially? Well, an Angel Told Me So is the first of three volumes. There's going to be three books in the series. Great. And it's a collection of these messages and teachings dictated directly from spirit teachers. From the other side, dictated word for word through Wilma Jean. And she would sit down, when she was led to sit down in a session, she would get a message for her and a message for me in the same session. And it would take three to four hours to get these two messages, we're talking three, four words at a time. 
And you would automatically, intuitively, would you know what the messages meant right away? Or would it be the kind of thing that you could sit for a while or later on and, you know, in retrospect, you could go, oh, well, that's what that was. These messages and teachings are, are, are not really open for interpretation. They're deep, profound teachings that are easily understood with the first reading. Okay. But the depth and quality is, not, is like nothing I've ever read before. And these spirit teachers repeatedly re- refer to themselves in first person. We feel, we believe, we advise. Our view encompasses more than your view can comprehend. It's an amazing body of material, and many of the messages and teachings are signed with the name of the spirit teacher that presented the message. That's beautiful. It's, um, it's just really powerful. Would you like to share um, some of the um, excerpts from the book? On the back cover of the book is a message that Wilma Jean received in thought. She was working around the kitchen one day, and these words started to come into her mind. And she picked up a paper and a pen. She had beautiful handwriting, and she just wrote this message out. She felt this message was confirmation that she should put these messages and teachings in a book. She was a little hesitant. The uh, volume one was pretty much all, like I said, personal messages to Wilma Jean and myself. As these years continued and these messages continued to be given, it's like they started spreading the word on the other side. And higher teachers started moving in, giving even deeper and more profound teachings. But this particular message uh, was one that she received, and I will share this with your audience if it's okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm looking at it, but I would prefer to hear it from your voice. That's wonderful. All right, and this is, what, this is what Wilma Jean received. Emptiness is part of fulfillment. Let your resources fill the void left so that distinction of your purpose can be found. Expression is always self-explanatory. Therefore, look inside and anchor all your beliefs beside those still waters that will take away your troubled view and renew your strength to recapture that which was lost but is now found to be adequate to pursue the course set before you. And as you reconcile your being to represent those qualities that have been left intact, God will see to it that all those circumstances have been trying to say the least. Your weariness will disappear as clouds once removed allow the sun to shine to dispel the gloom and darkness that has pervaded your countenance. And as once described before, a token of this presence will be deposited to your account and books recorded in his name. Mm. It's really powerful. She felt that was confirmation that she should put these messages in a book. And I had, had wanted to do it for the longest time because, like I said, they were, they were the, the deepest, most profound teachings that I've ever read. And... Again, these spirit teachers refer to themselves in first person, but on rare occasions during a message, an I will make himself known. Therefore, I believe, I advise, and it really makes you sit up and take notice as you read these. And the other thing amazing to me is these messages, even though they were given to Wilma Jean and myself in volume one, 
it's like these messages are woven with a universal thread. And everyone who has read these messages have said, well, this sounds like what I'm, talk- what I'm uh, dealing with. This sounds like they're talking to me. And I tell people, when you get the book, read each message once as it was given for Wilma Jean and given for me. Then read that same message again as if it's being presented for you and see what hits. And it's amazing what hits. And how long has the book been out? Uh, It's been out right at uh, almost two years. Volume two of the book will be out probably, I'd say, middle to the end of February next year. I hope to have volume three out by the end of next year. And it's a continuation over a 22-year period of these messages and teachings. What a, what part of the path along the way with um, getting the teachings and your mom receiving them did you did you really know like wow we've we've got to share this with with the world was there any hesitancy with your mom at all or did she want to you know keep it to herself or was it like absolutely this is very organic and this is the next step of of the path because I I admire the the tenacity and the commitment that you are, you know, putting forth with the necessity of these, of these deep readings. Uh, I just wondered if there was a story there at all, or if if it just happened and it was just all natural. Wilma Jean was a little hesitant at the beginning, only because the, the messages in volume one were personal messages to her, personal messages to me. She mm-hmm. went through a divorce. I went through a divorce. Uh, there were a, a number of things that were given, but the depth and quality was so strong that I knew from the very beginning that it had to be shared. And it was just amazing as these messages continued they became longer. She, Most of these messages are single-space typed. And these spirit teachers knew how much paper she had. And repeatedly, <laughs> wow. on a full-page message, she would hold her margin down the left side, type all the way to the right-hand edge of the paper, and many times hyphenate when it wasn't necessarily grammatically correct. And repeatedly, these spirit teachers will put the last word in the bottom right-hand corner of the paper so tight, all you can get is a period. Mm. How could you do that? (laughs) Right. How could you? How could you do that? I mean, it's such a a deep level of mysticism. I mean, it's just very moving, uh, your entire story. And is your mom still on this plane? No, she's not. She has passed okay. away. I, I like to believe so. we're like to think we're still working together. I'm sure she's she's uh, happy with what I'm doing representing her and these spirit teachers. It's my honor to do so. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I could feel that she wasn't here, but I could also feel that she is. You know, it's just that you had such a really strong and intense um relationship. Well, with the with the readers that have been participating with Volume One, um, are you really moved by the feedback that you've been getting? I mean, obviously, if you want to do another uh, couple of volumes, but um, do you have any stories that have come about that you go, "Wow, this has been worth it," or "Let's keep going." 
Well, volumes two and three are going to be uh, the continuation of these messages as they were given in sequence. I mean, there were okay. things that happened. Uh, there were some gaps, but these it's like there's no time with these spirit teachers. They would always pick right up where they had left off, and it's just like time does not exist for them, which it really doesn't. But I've had a number of people that would uh, say that, that these are just the most profound teachings that they have read. Uh, one lady who had, had gotten the book said that she keeps it on her nightstand and has little pieces of paper marked for various messages that she rereads over and over again because they're so applicable to what she's going through. And one of the things when you were reading the you know back cover that on the uh, on the book, uh, an angel tells me so, is that I was um, an angel told me so. Excuse me, I was looking at the the back cover and I had the front cover blocked. Um, is I can see where people who are teachers or speakers or ministers could could use some of the writing from the book and and craft an entire beautiful message around um, the depth of the teaching. I mean, there's a lot there um, that would be very moving for people to kind of sit with and integrate and over time. And that's what I love about the style of the book is it, is it structured in such a way that you can kind of open it up to the magic page of the day? It is. You can be led to open to a message that mm. you that you know you can ask, and say you know what do I need today? But many of these messages, I believe that you could go into church and teach a sermon, just reading the message word for word, and and offering uh, a little interpretation with each paragraph as you go. Mm-hmm. That's now, what I was thinking. Website, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. I was kind of sensing that that would. That would make uh, just the great, you know, foundation of a, a wonderful sermon or lecture or message. Absolutely. On the website, there is a television interview that Wilma Jean gave in Cincinnati. And posted on her television interview is a sneak peek from volume two of the book. And this was the only time in 22 years where in a session where Wilma Jean was led to sit down and receive two different spirit teachers moved in in the same session, gave two different messages, and signed two different names. And it was obvious that the second teacher was a different teacher than the first because the whole cadence and phrasing of the message is different. Now, these spirit teachers, each of these messages that they offer, all of these messages really, will end with just a beautiful last tagline or a deep, profound last paragraph. And this second teacher's message that continued on from the first, the last paragraph will just hit you really hard. May I share this with your audience? Please, yeah. This is your time. You can share whatever you want. All right. So it was it was another page and a half, single space typed, but this was the last paragraph. You are not a sheep, herded here and there, but you are likened unto the lamb that is cared for individually, nourished and loved until the full and total development allows it to be master of itself. So is man so kept and denied only those things that would not in the long run nourish his spirit. 
God is all-wise and loving in his dispensations. We are not to judge the workings of our Father, nor are we to judge each other. Work always to improve your own beings, for in the end time there lies your soul, with all the nourishment that you have given it, totally dependent upon the outcome of your intentions. And that message was signed, Your Loving Spiritual Teacher. Mm. It's very powerful. I'm just breathing that in. I, I know on your on your website under uh, your section, it talks about when the student is ready, a teacher will appear. And I also love, you know, because we often think of that as two people, right? The student's ready and there's the teacher. But I also like to think of that as the the student and teacher within us, you know, uh, the teacher will appear at times. And we we go back and forth, you know, sometimes we're more in a teacher archetype and sometimes we're more in a student archetype. And it sounds like initially that you were um, very much in, engaged in the, um, you know, working with your mom and and her identity and those kind of things. But it's powerful that you're taking the work and, and what you've done with it. Or is this pretty much your your life work now that you dedicate to these teachings? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is all that I do now. That, uh, the, that statement, when the student is ready, a teacher will appear, had always been most appropriate for me as a mm-hmm. seeker, as a sincere seeker of truth. As I became involved and looked into different things, it's like a book, a person, an event. Something was always made available that took me to the next step. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I totally I understand that. that. The- Absolutely. I'm sure some people are feeling that way today as they're listening to you. You know, like, wow, this could be a next step for me. This might be a new door. This would be, you know, a new value for me to uh, pursue and open my heart up, you know, for for these messages. Yeah. So well, anyway, true. I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought. Um, oh, no, not, a, not that was exactly what I was going to say. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I and feel I, that connection to you too. So right. that's uh, it's like we're just intuitive to whatever is next, and you know, right around the corner, one would say. So it's very beautiful. And I have had a number of of people uh, call in guests and people on these shows. They will ask, "Well, have you received? Do you receive messages and teachings too?" And I do. I was on a publisher's website when I was looking for a publisher, and on this website they asked a number of questions about your work. One of the questions they asked was, what makes your material unique? Why would anyone want to read this? And I thought that was a really good question. I had never thought about it before. And I was sitting where I'm sitting right now at my computer, and I really didn't even ask in my mind. I just relaxed my mind, and an answer started to be dictated to my mind that I typed down. May I share this with your audience? Please. You don't even have to ask. When you're guided to say something, just go. It's perfect. Well, well I always like to ask. I you know, know but it's sure not necessary. It's okay. Just flow I'm with your polite. heart. So, yes, please. Uh, so this was the answer I was given to the question, what makes your material unique? 
The uniqueness of any material is in the manner in which it touches the soul. An open and searching mind pulls the soul and the body in which it inhabits onward and upward with hunger and determination in its quest for spiritual nourishment, ever mindful that the path upon which we walk is the path toward God. Lives lived, experiences endured, goals accomplished, and loved ones lost are all encounters upon that path. Strive always for the highest possible communication with our Heavenly Father. Believe in yourself as the Father within you is guiding, leading, directing, and comforting you upon this journey that we call life. Blessings be upon you as you walk your chosen pathway. Mm. And I was taking dictation. I take no credit for that whatsoever. And I think at the at the end when it got done, I think I said out loud, thank you, Spirit. And that was Wilma Jean's favorite expression. Anytime that she would be led to receive or spoken to or given information, she would always acknowledge and say, thank you, Spirit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. our acknowledgement of their existence is what they long for. Their joy is in that acknowledgement of their existence. And these spirit teachers these um you know spiritual beings that present this information i mean if anyone ever wondered you know people have sought for thousands of years for proof of a spiritual realm outside this physical plane and not only are these messages and teachings proof that a spiritual realm exists but here are communications in the form of these messages and teachings dictated directly from the spirit teachers that inhabit this realm. The connection is everlasting. And one, one, one feels that that's probably what everlasting means, isn't it? Continuing the circle of, of drawing from the ancestors, the guides, the teachers before us, and that that veil is always available to us. Um, it's people like you and your mom that that show and open a door for what is possible. And I, I love, um, you know, it, it's always evident to me when I interview someone when they're full of themselves or full of spirit. It's always beautiful to talk to somebody like yourself that's that's more doing this for the mission and the passion and, and being full of of spirit. But it's um it's bold and mighty, you know, what you're representing. And I'm sure that you're a part of awakening and opening some new realities for people to think about what is possible for them. Because as you said in the very beginning, anyone can do this, but, you know, are people willing to accept and believe that they can do it, that they can listen to that level? But we'll be right back after this short break as we are Mick Adams today. And you can go to his website, spiritspeaks.com, and find out more about him and his wonderful work. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. 
And welcome back, everyone. And I'm sure, like myself, you're enjoying every minute of this show today as we talk about how spirit speaks. And that's actually the name of the the website, um, spiritspeaks.com, with Michael McAdams representing his his mom's work, Wilma Jean, as well as his own, and that taking these messages from spirit and how they are impacting and touching people's hearts and lives. And and part of, um, you know, what he and I are seeing for all of you that are listening is that, you know, to have the courage to, to be willing yourself to step out and be a voice about change in life and whatever ways you're guided by spirit to, to do so. Um, thank you for tuning in with me at templehays.com or our spiritual campus, firstunity.org, and find out more about the various things that we are involved in. We're a global ministry, and we have all kind of activities uh, online uh, these days. So, Michael McAdams, welcome back. Glad you're here. Well, thank you, Temple. It's an honor to be here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so good to connect with you. And um, so you do your own writings, and I think you have some uh, some blessings for our, for our guests today. I do have a set of writings that I offer on my website, spiritspeaks.com, and they're titled Spiritual Parchment Prints. And these are a set of three writings. Two of them I wrote and take credit for. One was dictated to me as a personal message, but I feel that it applies to all of us who are in this work. And I had come home from work one evening, went upstairs to change clothes, and the words greatness in spirit came into my mind, and I knew it was incoming. So I opened a drawer, pulled out a tablet and a pen, and I was scribbling to keep up. The words were coming so fast. And the next day, when I typed this up, I had trouble reading some of the words because I was I was scribbling. But this came word for word, dictated to my mind. Uh, may I share this with your audience? Yes, please. And I titled this, Greatness in Spirit. Greatness in spirit shall touch the lives of many whom you will come into contact with. Hearts and lives will be touched and changed by your presence. Enable yourself by the will of your being to respect and respond to the changes in individuals as you become aware of the true potential of your spirit. In the eyes of God, thou hast made thyself worthy of all the riches and gifts of spirit that shall be forthcoming unto you. Be as you will in relationship to the Holy Spirit that inhabits and dwells within thy being at this time. Look always to the future with anticipation and gladness, for thou hast made thyself a living receptacle for the Spirit of God, and all good things shall come to thee. Now that's a pretty good personal message to get. I would say so. so. That's something you could take on a retreat with you. You know, it has a lot of richness and and a lot of depth at the same time. But again, I I believe that all of us who are in this work, that 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 is applicable to as we try and open doors for people. And I believe that everyone, that we are born with an innate ability to receive. We are born with the ability to communicate with spirit teachers, angels, if that's your preference for the term, spirit teachers, spirit guides, from the other side of this physical plane. 
And there is no death. It's just graduation. And we ride around in these bodies the way we ride around in our cars. It's just a vehicle to negotiate this physical plane. And we're born to a set of parents. We're born into a certain social station for what we're supposed to learn. And we learn, grow, and become. And then I believe we move on. Absolutely. I I love on uh, some of the things I was reading, it says that this work is for the, uh, how did it say it? Was it the dedicated seeker or the serious seeker? Sincere seeker of truth. Sincere seeker of truth. Define that for me of my own curiosity, the sincere seeker. Well, they say curiosity killed the cat, but at least he died knowing. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And there are people who want to know, but how badly do they really want to know? And then Mm -hmm. if you carry on a conversation with someone and you, you know, do you really want to know? Well, not really. I was just curious. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the dedication of people and what they really want to know. I mean, do you really want to know what's going to happen when you graduate? And do you think that you're going to go to an eternity of of heavenly bliss, or do you think you're going to be punished for all eternity because you made bad choices and bad decisions in this blink-of-an-eye existence that we live in these physical bodies? And those who have children, there isn't anything that your children could do that would cause you not to want to give them another chance. And I don't think God loves us any less. Absolutely. Mm, no, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. That's our whole, our whole belief as well. No doubt about it. I love that. I love that you, you know, put that in there, the sincere student, because I, I find that, you know, uh, sometimes when people will contact me or, or, you know, want to talk to me or whatever. And of course, now it's more on Zoom or, you know, something instead of in person. But I always say, do you really want, are you really interested? You know, does this really matter? Because it's a highlight, you know, it's like a yellow highlighter. Because um, as we, as I've often said, knowing doesn't necessarily lead to growing. There needs to be some application there. Um, you know, for that kind of experience. So um, I love that you're reading some of your writings, and I want to remind our audience that you can go on Spirit Speaks, plural, spiritspeaks.com, and you can uh, click on the right section, Spiritual Parchment Prints, uh, to download these writings from Michael McAdams. And uh, and I'm loving the, the reading that that you're doing um, with some of the messages that your mom received and everyone we're talking about the book an angel told me so I love that I, I like that what is that scripture be aware when you are in the midst of angels for be aware when you are in the midst of strangers for perhaps you are entertaining angels unawares I love that I like that Hmm. yeah me too the so read to us. Is, read to us some more. All We're right. Very, the I'm a is, sincere mes- seeker, so I want to hear more. <laughs> all right. The message that is posted on Wilma Jean's television interview 
on the website, spiritspeak.com, mm-hmm. again, was the first of two messages given in, a, in the same session, both of them signed with the name of the spirit teacher that presented the message. And this first message was short, little more than a long paragraph, but extremely profound. And the next to the last line is the line that will get you. But I will share this message with your audience. It's not really long, but I, th- I think you'll, you'll be able to, to get a flavor of how these messages go throughout the book. There is a resurrection period through which, man, through which man must travel in order to come into the realm of things godlike. You are to consume and digest all that is given here, as this comes from one highly qualified to meet the needs of this generation. You are not the sole property of yourselves. God still holds the everlasting command over your being, and in him must one take refuge. You are to be considered as one who has been stripped of all belongings and left to die by the wayside. In this manner are you then open to any help that would be forthcoming. You are by your very nature ones who would depend on your own intellect to carry you through. However, by giving of your soul into the hands of God, do you prosper and develop more freely into that which denies the outcome of some situations, knowing full well that it is the hand of God leading and directing you so that you may arise victorious in the end. There is never a time when you will be without the Father, nor his ever-loving approaches to see that you follow the path that directs you homeward. Take note that we say homeward, as your heavenly Father so resides in that vast insurmountable environment of time and space, so shall ye abide in joint communication with him by the grace with which he covers you and by your ability to accept this grace for use it for your own development." There are others here who wish to make themselves known to you, so I will step aside for this time. My love and devotion follows you as you trod onward but ever faithful to your goal. That message is signed, Your Loving Guide. But the next to the last line is the line that that will just make you sit up and take notice. And he says there are others here who wish to make themselves known to you. My question is, Who are the others and where is here? Where are you in relation to where we are on this physical plane? Inquiring minds want to know, like the National Enquirer ad. (laughs) Not the truth. Well, when you say that, you know, some of the writings... um, the the spirits the angels the spirit guides they they say their name are you familiar with any of the names no none of the names that were given were you know like personal names they were your loving guide your loving spiritual teacher got it okay even though most all of these messages are given from a plural perspective we our and us Most of the messages, or a lot of the messages, were given from a singular teacher, but there are messages that were signed, your loving spiritual teachers. Wilma Jean has a message to her that was signed, your spiritual counterpart. 
I have personal messages to me that were signed, your spirit brothers, your spirit light. And on occasion, in volume one, I believe there was um, a number of messages that were signed with an initial, an LZ. And Wilma Jean made the effort to duplicate that as she saw it in her mind. And then one message was given as an L. Zebedish, not a name any of us would ever, you know, would know, Mm -hmm. but the majority of the messages are signed with the names of spirit teachers, but not Archangel Michael. And I've had a a lot of people ask, they say, well, what's it like to communicate with your own personal angels, or how long have you been involved with with an angel book? And I, I try and explain to people that this really isn't an angel book. These spirit guides and spirit teachers that have signed their name and taken their time and effort to present these messages and teachings, throughout the 22 years that these messages and teachings were received, none of the messages were ever signed, your loving angelic host, your loving guardian angel. No angel names were given. They were always given as your loving guide, your loving spiritual teacher, or other names to that effect. You were saying LZ. Um, what came up for me was Lao Tzu. Um, was what, please? Um, Lao Tzu. When you email me, I'll send it back to you. Uh, an okay. amazing philosopher uh, and teacher. That existed um, 500 BCE. Okay. Mm -hmm. The LZ that was given for for that signature was followed up in a later message message as an L Zebedish. Mm. So the LZ seemed to stand for L Zebedish. I don't know what the L stood for, but he did provide, feels like a he, uh, did provide, you know, a last name. El Zebedish, uh, but there wasn't a lot of messages signed like that. And mm-hmm. many of the messages uh, in the later years were not signed at all. There was a message that was given. Wilma Jean started receiving these messages in August of 1977 in these dedicated sessions. In March of 1978, she was led to sit down and receive a message. And one of the surprising lines in this message was, many will be the revelations concerning your book. Now, she had just started receiving these messages eight, nine months before. She had no idea how long they would continue. She didn't know they were going to continue for 22 years. And it would be 2014 before I was able to sign a publishing contract, and it was 2018 before the book actually became available on the market. And here these spirit teachers are almost 22 years before the book would come out talking about revelations concerning her book. They knew. They knew what was going to happen. (laughs) And that's an amazing, you know, that's an amazing... um, amazing body of material for me that, you know, they knew. They knew what was going to happen. And I I think it's so also the connection I made when you and I were talking at break is that you used to own a satellite company 
and now you're used as a satellite. <laughs> That's kind of cool too, you know. The medium of communication. <laughs> the medium of communication. Yep, our path is our path, isn't it? And it's forever unfolding. And the the stopping point or the the larger breath that I had as you were talking about, you know, the names and that they weren't really name names. It was that once again, here we are talking about and looking at, you know, uh, individuals or entities or spirits that are so much more about the message than they are the business card, you know, or the being named. Uh, that's that's uh, food for thought right there, <laughs> you know, that it, it it's more about the and that it's an ageless message. And these writings and that's that's the beauty of the writings and, and the ones that you have you know, already shared with us is that any time in any walk in any place of life, um, they're ageless. They will apply to whenever that is. That's pretty cool. That's true. And these are such the most close, personal, comforting messages and teachings that I have ever read. And like I said, I've been involved in this material for 30 years, and I have never read anything that this was that was this close and comforting and personal, where people really do believe that this applies to what they're dealing with. Mm. There was a, a message, and I'll share one more with you here. Uh, this was September of 1983, and I had talk to you about how these messages were given uh, in a plural, we, our, and us. But these messages are also given uh, where an I would make himself known. And it really makes you sit up and take notice when an I comes into the picture. And I will not read the entire message here, but I will read, um, I'll read a part of it that will, that will show what I'm talking about. So reliance upon this source of material will allow you more freedom of thought than ever before. Ought we not to be ever faithful in our freedom of choice connect to connect with those who have been forewarned before us and can enable us to therefore to receive information of a nature that will give us an edge over other circumstances? Contact has been made for you to such an extent that you will never have to pretend that you are a chosen vessel but know that in the grace that has been presented before, you will stand as a reminder to those who look upon your countenance that truly there is a spirit of truth that radiates from your place of habitation. Change your manner of speech to include other relationships. Ours will be in connection with your spiritual growth. However, your own denunciations are in order. Reliable sources will counteract activities that consume your energy without reimbursement. Verily I say unto you, fix your eyes upon the Master, for he walks in a manner that can be detected by the mortal mind, and there is an ever-present light that will outshine and dispel the darkness in all quarters. Take this message as an introduction into other areas of thought. Resurrect your self-image to include one that has taken many steps before in this direction. Renounce those who would enter into your life without record of achievement, for you are entitled to stand among those who have willed themselves into this environment with a determination to achieve and accomplish. 
Therefore, I touch your heart this dawn with a burning ambition to continue your achievements without discord or remorse. I am chosen as master of your life in order to rearrange your energies when necessary, in order to prevent and inspire all that would tend to allow your achievements to be recorded. I am chosen also to command a higher teacher who will enforce your commitment by allowing your intelligence to receive other works to be presented to others. In order to remain intact, I now command your spirit to receive another advancement, a token of our love and devotion to your supreme efforts along these areas of investigation. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, that's just deep. That is just so oh, deep yeah. and profound. I, that's the that's the number one word here today is deep. Mm-hmm. And every and time, I'm these. sure, in your experience, every time you read one, it takes you in a number of different directions than it than it did before. And that that's one of the questions I was uh, pondering, or I have been throughout the show: is how has this work changed you? I've always been a little strange. <laughs> you know, I've always Good been open. for you. I, mean, I, I hope so. I've been spoken to. I've been in contact. And incoming messages and teachings, incoming thoughts have a subtle feel in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's like tuning into the old radio with the old radios where you'd turn the dial and you'd center the signal and get the strongest signal. If you can do that with your mind, you can tune in and receive. But if for all of the people that are listening, when they decide that, yeah, I want to do that, I want to, I want to get in on this, then what they need to do is not only open their mind, but they need to establish a filter of protection. We have our own thought system, just like a little mini solar system that circulates inside our minds. And we have the ability to accept or reject any thoughts or information or advice that comes into our mind. And when you can recognize an incoming thought versus a thought that we think and then use that filter to keep your thought system clean and orderly and not allow any negative or evil thoughts to to float around inside your mind, then you realize that you really do have that control. And it allows you to make better choices, choose better friends, (laughs) you know, walk walk a, a better path. And when you get to an intersection in your life, ask. Ask and you shall receive. You know, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Each of those three things require a positive action on our part. We can't just sit back and wait for something to happen to us. We have to reach out with our mind and say, this is what I want, but I'm willing to be open to advice and direction. And these messages will give you that direction. I'm just breathing all that in. Mm, so true. So true. So so you're, um, I love that you said you're a little strange and then you started to laugh. Um, that's a great quality, don't you think? <laughs> You know, it's like somebody said, you know, I just hope one day to be normal. And it's like Seinfeld said that that's a 
a, a choice on a washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Not into being normal, have, but into, you know, what what's unfolding in our lives right. and how, how are we, we have, emerging. Mm-hmm. How much time do we have? Uh, two minutes. All right. Uh, I won't share this. I was going to share one of the other writings from my Spiritual Parchment Prince. But if people are interested, they can go to the website, spiritspeaks.com. Uh, the spiritual parchment prints are available there. They're real reasonable, uh, beautiful set, suitable for framing. Uh, Wilma Jean's television interview is posted on the website along with a sneak peek from Volume 2. Uh, the book is available on uh, Balboa Press, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, Nook, Amazon. And if they scroll down to the bottom of the home page, they'll see the book cover. There's a two-paragraph description that I wrote that's posted there. Below that, they can go to the Facebook page, and there are links, I'm sorry, there are messages from Volumes 2 and Volumes 3 posted on the Facebook page along with book signings that I do. And there's a lot of other information. There is a painting that I have at home with five hidden messages in the picture. They can take the journey through the painting, find even more messages and excerpts from the book, and that will help them decide if they think that um, it's a message that uh, a book that they would like to read and allow these messages to have impact on their lives. And I, I just can't imagine why anyone wouldn't be drawn to the book and to share it with others because there's so many rich and beautiful um, messages. And it, it's like one of those favorite um, coffee table books, if you will for the serious seeker, of course, but to be able to open the page and see where it takes you. I mean, uh, never before has there been such a time for all of us to be in a place of allowing the uh, to miss the mystic to unfold in our lives. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being with us today. I want to thank Unity Online Radio and our wonderful station manager, uh, Jeff Comfort. We are so blessed. Happy holidays and And bless all of you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Michael McAdams, for your gifts. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life, no matter what you've been through? you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.